Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, this week we're going to be covering Game Week 25 briefly and uh, a fair bit of Game Week 26 and also looking a little into the future with our usual clean sheet cups, uh, our predictions. There's just one cup. That's... But your predictions versus my predictions There's versus one cup. the Invisible Man predictions. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So it's been, what, a week and a half since we last... Yeah. We last graced your glorious presence. Airwaves. No, we are the presence. We graced the airwaves. We didn't grace their presence. What's well, wrong with you? You've got to keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh... It's really hard for me to get to the next bit. Okay, so... I'm your host, Dan, anyway. Uh, Natalie is joining me today. We Hello. have no guests today, sadly. But I, I like to feel that Jack lives on. Yeah, anyway, uh, we had we had some midweek fixtures. They were they were not overly fun. I mean, a lot has changed since the last time we podcasted. Yeah. If that's a, a true verb. That last game week, game week 25, was mad. Like, it, I think I messaged you at one point and was just like, this game week is stupid. <laughs> you do that most game weeks, to be fair. Well, let's do a quick little recap of the midweek okay. while we're on it. So, I, I listened back to our last podcast, and there were some things that, that stuck out and, and stood the test of time. Right. Uh, some things that didn't age quite so well, like Mario Zorvadi for captain. <laughs> uh, well, Vardy was not a bad shout. Well, Vardy was not terrible, but... The Mares scenario. How how could we have known that on deadline day He'd Man been. City were gonna come in? And also, I was talking about Sane captain. Yeah. And then he went and got Blumen injured, didn't he? So that mm. was no good. Uh, my uh, my worries about Carvalhal, the uh, Swansea manager, turned out to be justified. And also Swansea being Arsenal's bogey team, of course. Right. Arsenal losing three one. Yeah. Uh, Dutch people are tall nothing to do with midweek but you know what it's nothing to do with the sea level it's to do with nutrition healthcare and sanitation oh good so for that's them. a nice bit of they are the tallest nation they are that's true. they are indeed um, yeah R.O.P. Sane my tears they flow for you uh, Shakiri is too expensive for who? Scored for, for midfielder so we we discussed oh, Shakiri last say week he and you're like, too he's too expensive and uh, yeah I can get him now though yeah. if I rejig my team how I want it I he's, can get him he's in. looked pretty good I mean admittedly midweek he only got three points but he did actually go on to get eight at the weekend yeah. which was nice it's just his um, his stature he is very small but he's got a header it's just a, like this the his entire build of that man as a human really unnerves me yes I, he just doesn't look athletic and that's not to say he's not mm. good at football but man I see him and I'm like Whoa, he, <laughs> he can't run one of my favourite midweek ones was, I said on the last podcast, it would be very hazard to blank the week after scoring two goals, and that's exactly what he did well, when Bournemouth tore them apart. Yeah. Which was, I think I went for, did I go for Chelsea clean sheet? I'm not sure, but... Uh, I'm looking they, at it right now, they you really did not. Did, no, I did not. Yeah, so all in all, like it was a, it was a pretty interesting game week. I mean, Benteke scored... So that's nice for him, isn't it? Monreal kept up his good form, but also went off again. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't really anything crazy happening. I mean, Pope penalty save. How how did your your week go, or your two weeks go, team wise? Um, like fine. Not astounding, but like above mm. average enough for everything to be fine. Yeah. Um, that's the bottom line of it, really. Who are your stand-up boys and your letdowns? Um, Pope is... Pope, really. He is a real stand-up. What, 16 points in, in the two yeah. game weeks? Same yeah. for me. I, I actually late switched uh, Adrian. Because I had I had Adrian and Bonner still. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I'll just put one of them in. Put Adrian in. And then at the last minute, I was like, <laughs> this is crazy. No, I'm putting, oh, putting uh, Pope back in. You didn't tell me you'd switch them back. Yeah. So this was this was for the the weekend rather yeah, than the yeah, yeah. midweek because the midweek fixture was obviously going to be Pope. Yeah. Um, but the weekend was Man City, and I was like, no, I trust Pope to make saves more than I trust Adrian. Yeah. Um, has got a goal. Pope penalty save was obviously very big. Glenn Murray, you know, tax ain't going to hold him down. No. He just keeps on scoring. Mm. Uh, two sterling assists, and Aguero got a late goal, and in the Stoke Watford game, just a load of cards. I suppose the the Walcott double was quite big, and Ericsson and Jones 
own goal mm. uh, with a 2-0 victory for Spurs over Man United. So embarrassed he got ill over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, and then then got that nice early goal. But I don't know, it was it was a bit weird. It was a bit whack. I don't really like the, the midweek anymore. It's just, especially on transfer deadline day, I think that was the biggest thing. It's it, odd. It puts so much into, into question, especially the Mara's thing, where it just all of my plans that I spoke about in the last game week's podcast just went entirely out of the window mm. um, fortunately I didn't bring Courtois in uh, but other, other than that <laughs> yeah. I think I think that week kind of went okay for me without being drastically bad but then that was when I decided to take my minus eight which is very fun so should we get on to this week please and I'll kind of mix in the chat about my team in there we'll start with Arsenal versus Everton 5-1 to the boys. Yes. And this is very exciting. What do you, what do you think of this this game? Any standout hype tings for you? Um, I trust Arsenal less than I trust Kane. Okay. And I don't trust Kane. Right. So I don't really know what to do here. Okay, okay. Because I just don't... I can't believe... But why can you not believe? What, I don't tell know. Tell me more. Elaborate on your feelings around Arsenal. I'm just Arsenal. nervous. The situation is now, I'm looking at Ramsey and Mkhitaryan. Mm-hmm. But I feel like everyone needs some more betting in time before I hop on the bandwagon. I think that's not unreasonable. And also I'm very nervous about Spurs hmm. next. Because I just feel like I don't know where that, yeah. which way that swings. So we did actually beat them 2-0 uh, in our previous meeting, which was nice. This season? Yeah. Uh, Mustafi scored in that one mm-hmm. so I guess he's still in my team that was another <laughs> oh he got an assist yeah he got an assist and he got one bonus point too oh, so that was very what nice. for? being sick he does make a lot of tackles and he does make a lot of blocks and I think that really helps him overall because he does a lot of like horrifying last ditch defending from a fantasy perspective it's, it's quite useful to have him doing that mm-hmm. so Arsenal started with the 4-2-3-1, so they've been playing five at the back before. Well, they always have that now. Is that it? So I think it's, uh, it's significant in the... I think it's a signal of intent that we're potentially going to be playing that formation going forward. Right. Uh, with Aubameyang being the lone striker. And this was one of the things that I picked out in particular is the game against Spurs, before the signing of Aubameyang, I would have thought... Ooh, I don't don't really know what to think of this. Uh-huh. But having him up front, his movement and his pace, I think it's the kind of thing that can kind of paper over the cracks a bit for us defensively. And it means that Spurs defence, or any defence that faces Arsenal, yeah. is always going to be slightly on edge knowing that there is that threat of someone who's constantly moving, constantly trying to get behind the defensive line. Uh-huh. Um, so Spurs in particular play quite high. Right which means there's obviously more opportunity for a fast player to get behind right. and get one-on-one with the keeper. Okay. It's, it's a really good front uh, front four, I think, with Mkhitaryan, Iwabi, Ozil and Aubameyang. Uh-huh. Uh, the three behind Aubameyang all very sort of like technical players. Right. We talked about Iwabi last week, whether he might be a good option. I thought he'd potentially drop out, but actually it seems that he's probably going to fit in at least for a while. Um, and it's it's like a very fluid sort of, you know, like I say, it's a very technical um, combination with Mkhitaryan and Ozil. All very technical, very skillful players, very good at finding the final pass. Iwobi's less of that, I think. He's more of a dribbler, but you put them all together and I just think he's a very creative, like, front front four. Ramsey is, is one that you mentioned yeah. where... So I would be looking at him if it wasn't for the existence of Mkhitaryan. Okay. So he's playing slightly deeper. Uh, so he's Ramsey's playing in the two. Deeper. Yeah. He's playing in the two. So you have Shaka Ramsey in the two. Right. And then the three, Awobi, uh, Mkhitaryan and Ozil. Because he's playing slightly deeper, I would kind of worry, one, that he could be rotated because Wilshire's getting a lot of games mm-hmm. and I don't expect them to play together. Right. Um, and... Two, that he's obviously just not playing as far forward. Whereas I can see Mkhitaryan and Ozil being like the players that are going to start every single game. Okay. Uh, at least while they're fit. Um, yeah, we saw a lot from, from Mkhitaryan in terms of like picking out really, really good passes. Mm-hmm. Ramsey had three shots and scored three goals comparatively. Right. 
he is a lot cheaper. I think, what is he, 6.9? So there is kind of a, if you have a, an issue of budget, yeah. maybe there's a, a shout for Ramsey there, but we also know he's injury prone. Yes. Uh, this is only his second game back. I, it was a very good hat-trick, but I mean, Mkhitaryan got a hat-trick of assists as well. Mm. In general, I, I was very impressed with him. Like, I thought all of his assists were really well, apart from the offside one. Uh, Aubameyang was actually offside, but... I don't know. I thought he looked very, very creative, very positive. I know it's only one game, yeah. so you shouldn't get too carried away. But I already said in the previous podcast that I think he'll fit in really well with Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind the type of team they are. And I think we saw good evidence of, of like a, a good sort of chemistry between those like front four already. And Ramsey as well, breaking forward. And also, is Lacazette dead now? Right, so... Is this it for him? He's gone forever. I, I think he's probably going to be second choice from now on. I think he might get some games in the uh, the role that Awebi's playing. Okay. So sort of on the left behind the striker. But it, it feels like we've signed Aubameyang to be our first choice. Right. In terms of quality, I think he's been a lot higher rated than Lacazette for quite a few years now. You could You could read it that Lacazette just needed a rest. He has played a lot of football. But he has been taken off early quite yeah. a lot. And he hasn't really featured in the Europa League. So he shouldn't be too tired. I do think it's a, yeah, like I say, a signal of intent from Arsene that this is the, the sort of setup he's going to be playing going forward. I thought Aubameyang was really good, looks really positive. And I think the fact that Arsenal's attack looks rejuvenated with two, two players who had a bit of a connection at Dortmund. Uh-huh. And also just, you know, front players that are, are very similar and compatible with each other. Whereas Sanchez was a bit more individualistic in his uh, style. Uh Um, Yeah, very, very impressed by him. Walcott, not so much. Yeah. He didn't do very well. Came off at 60 minutes. Yeah. Calvert-Lewin came on, did a goal. Did a goal, yeah. Second on the bench, lovely. So the game was lost. Great work, Dominic. (laughs) Cheers, you prick. The game was lost at that point. I was kind of like, you know, Walcott hasn't played a lot of football. Why are you taking him off? Let him play to the end. But I kind of take the point that some people have made that why risk him in a game that you've already lost? Yeah, I guess. Take him off, he's going to be important. You don't want him getting injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could, although he hasn't played a lot of football, you could also make the opposite argument in that he hasn't played a lot of football, therefore his fitness isn't as high yeah. and he might be more susceptible to injury. So this, I, I kind of half expected him to score. He did have one chance, one yes. pretty big chance. And I think it it kind of got to him a little bit. <laughs> he uh, ended up kicking it against Mustafi. So the only other other thing, there's a little bit of narrative from Allardyce in this game. Oh, right. So okay. before the game, he said he feels that like Arsenal are defensively weak and Everton will be able to shut them out. And then after the game, Allardyce calls Everton pathetic in their 5-1 Arsenal defeat. And I was just kind of like, how many times? <laughs> so in the, the interview after the match, he kept being like, we watched Swansea. We saw how Swansea did it the other day. They, uh, we did exactly what Swansea were doing. That's, I told them to do it. And I was like, how many times do you want to mention Swansea and what they did well? How about you manage your own team? Mm. Like, that is something you can do, you know? Uh, I don't know what their formation was, but he set up the defence differently to normal, right? Yeah, yeah. He played five at the back, much like... Arsenal had in, in previous games as right. well and yeah I th- think his intention was to basically frustrate Arsenal but then a very fluent and very high tempo Arsenal came out and yeah. they just couldn't deal with it but, but Allardyce keeps blaming his players so if we're just going to flip it briefly onto Everton I was looking at them with Mangala the new signing yeah. and, and Allardyce obviously being renowned as quite a defensive coach thinking maybe there's something here maybe Mangala's a good shout right. he is like 5.0 but maybe with their running they've got pretty decent fixtures there yeah. could be something there then I saw this performance and I was like uh, I'm not so sure because yeah. if we go or if we sort of rewind back to when Allardyce took over whatever his name was sure. <laughs> he the uh, results were Unsworth yes um, so the results were kind of turning around for him and then Allardyce came in. He won a few games, like a couple of 1-0s yeah. or 2-0s. And it kind of feels like he's lost it again. Mm. And maybe he isn't actually doing such a good job. And he keeps blaming the players. I'm just not convinced on that strategy of kind of insulting the players, saying that, 
I set him up with the tactics, but I yeah. can't be blamed that they don't do them. Yeah, and it does feel like he has got the the team to do it. Hmm. Like, regardless of how much I hate Rooney, hmm. but you've got Rooney, Sigerson, Walcott all sitting there. Dominic Cavalier, all he needs is you to feed the ball to him, and he yeah. puts it in the goal. Yeah. And then you've got Pickford in goal. Pickford, the second greatest goalkeeper in the Premier League. <laughs> But there's, only, the day. but there's only so much you can do when <laughs> everyone in front of you is terrible. Like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Arsenal, I think after this next fixture, they actually have a really, really nice run. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion versus West yes. Ham. Yes. But you're happy that your boys make it in. And number two. I'm so pleased. The running order. Um, yeah, I'm so stoked for Brighton. I wish I'd remembered before this game week that last time Brighton played West Ham in the Premier League, they won 3 0. They did. I forgot. So I was shooken to say this result, <laughs> but I was really, really. If you'd if you'd looked at that, would you have believed that they'd get the win quite so comfortably again yeah, this time? I yeah, I think I would have done. Yeah. Because I reckon I would have seen that and I'd have been like, oh, they're no. in a different place now. No, I would have. Yeah. I would have been confident, and I hope that this gives them the confidence in the next two games, Stoke away and Swansea at home, hmm. to win those comfortably as well. Yeah. Because there's, I don't see any reason why they can't. It's really hard to choose between those teams. They all seem to be coming into a bit of form at the same time. Yeah. Um, but I think Brian can do it. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a good performance, right? Like, they went, they got the first goal. Yeah. Uh, we were watching it a little bit earlier. Pretty hilarious. The, the commentator moaning about Cresswell making a tackle. Being like, oh, if you didn't do that. And it's like, well, it's it still went through to the goal, mate. Yeah. He brought him down, but the guy had already made the pass. Yeah, so Murray got that first goal. Murray's 5.7 million currently. Um, he's on a bit of a run. I guess we should have picked this up sooner. Mm. <laughs> but I really think he's not a bad shout for your third forward. Mm. I think I know the reason why he isn't owned so much. So it's because most people go for the five midfielders. And it becomes a yeah. lot harder to have, what is he, 5.7? Becomes a lot harder to have someone upwards of like 5.3, 5.2. Yeah. But if you can't, I, like, I'm thinking about it now because mm. I was going to get Jordan Ayew in and then I'm like, mm, why not just put Glenn Murray in? Yeah. And he's, he's taken every penalty. He's on very good form. When he's been on. I guess um, the question with Murray though is the fixtures when they turn, they really turn. But I think if you're going to, yeah. But if you're going to get him in now, so yeah. we've got these two nicer fixtures now. And especially where the new striker, whoever he is... Oh, yeah, is L- still, Sure, he's still injured or not fit or yeah. dying or whatever. <laughs> so he's not going to take that place. And even where the fixtures do turn, mm. Glenn Murray's still on penalties. Yeah, that is true. When they play the, the better team, so they don't look out of the game at sure. all, they're, they're still creating chances. I agree. Is um, Criado's goals banger? I almost screamed <laughs> when I saw it. Like, when was I watching? I was watching Russia Day yesterday. Yeah. I gasped and put my hand over my mouth and then put my other hand on my heart. <laughs> I'm not a particularly great uh, fantasy pick, I don't think, but no. um, he needs to play more often. He needs to be starting every game, I think. Yeah, he's too he's too risky because he finds himself on the bench quite a lot. Yeah. Well, I don't... And I don't... I can't he's understand a, why. He's clearly a talented player. Like, he, he looks really good... Mm-hmm. Uh, Shalotto was back on as he, well in this game. That was lovely. Getting up there. Not yeah. You're a defender. What are you doing? Yeah, he's retained this place. He looked really good again. It's kind of hard to recommend Brighton defenders at this point, knowing what's yeah. to come for, the, for them, fixture-wise. Yeah. But in the attack, I think, you know, Gross and Murray... Gross. Yeah. He, so he's been off form for a long time now. I forgot he existed. Yeah, he, he basically had a run of, like, five, six, two-pointers. And all of a sudden, comes in with the 13. No, do Pretty do. insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really good performance from him. He's playing this sort of like, just playing off of the striker, so just behind the striker. Right. I'm not sure if that's a role he's been playing consistently, because he's been so far off my radar, like, mm. haven't even considered him. I think he is at a slightly awkward price as well, considering the, the team he plays for. Right. Um, so with Murray, you at least have that sort of third striker vibe, but with yeah. midfield, there's so much value. Uh, do you have his price on there? I Don't think he's sort of around 5.7-ish. 5.8, you're... 5.8, yeah. So, uh, very good performance from him. Again, same sort of caution, you know, they, they have some tough games coming up. Yeah. Maybe if you are looking for a, a Brighton boy, it's that third yeah. striker is the, the better option to go for. 
West Ham, on the other hand, ugh, they're not looking so good. I meant to write this down, forgot. Chicharito, a new man since he decided he wanted to leave. Yeah, yeah it's kind of <laughs> funny, isn't it? Like, funny how that happens. I mean, can we hope for the same from Mares? I don't know. I just, yeah, I thought this is, I thought it was amusing. Yeah, it's very, very confusing how he started playing, but I think it's also he's the only striker remaining in that in that squad pretty much so he has to do the goals did they sign someone I feel like they picked someone up they signed someone from Preston and everyone's mad right yeah I can't remember what his name is I have no idea what his name is but some like there were so many people on this pitch for West Ham and I was like I don't know who these people are yeah because like Obiang's out for the season now as well teenagers and I was like I I literally don't know who these people are yeah it's it's hard to to pass wherever it's like the the injury situation they find themselves in or or what I mean that's got to have an impact right if half your team is out especially Lanzini and Arnautovic Um, Antonio was back on the bench though yeah that's encouraging I I wonder if they're just kind of giving him as much time as he needs so that he doesn't come back and you know immediately go out injured again yeah but West Ham are looking I guess as always they're kind of a bit of a basket case a bit like um, Palace where you don't really know which West Ham is going to show up. Yeah. They they face a couple of the, the top uh, six in a couple of weeks, so I kind of wonder if that's when they're going to start playing well again. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was that for that game. Liverpool-Tottenham was an interesting one. Uh, I don't know why I put this so high. I, just, I guess because of the goals, but... Yeah, I mean, there were four goals. Could have been five. Could have been ten, really. <laughs> I mean, honestly... I mean, there like, could have been 500 if everyone had just let them in. Yeah, if everyone, if everyone would just let me pass it into the net. But, okay, so this started really weirdly. The first half, Liverpool absolutely destroyed them. Yeah. Like, they were so, so dominant. It mm. could have been five, six, seven goals. Like, that was the the amount of chances and nearly moments they had. And Spurs just looked so poor. Like, yeah. So, Eric Dyer. Uh, early on in the game, just passes it straight through to Salah and it's a goal. And I was like, I, I cannot believe this is happening. Like, literally a minute into the game and yeah. you're, you're passing it to the most dangerous freaking player in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, so he puts it away. And then Liverpool, for the next 45 minutes, like, they just... They absolutely dominate Liverpool at Tottenham in every sense of the word. And... Spurs keep giving the ball away. They're they're kind of running towards Liverpool players and then turning back and then passing it around and then losing it and then falling over. <laughs> Deli Ali looked terrible. Uh, Eric Dyer looked terrible. Trippier just looked too slow. Everyone was just struggling to do anything. And then Liverpool just wouldn't put anything away. Like there must have been three or four opportunities where Salah was sort of on the break in front of the the box and he had like one one option running clean through on the goal. And he'd pass it and they'd intercept it and it would come back the other way. And it, it felt like they kept repeating that where Salah was getting into really, really dangerous yeah. positions, but then failing to deliver the final ball. So he kind of had this weird game where he was kind of part phenomenal, part wasteful whenever it came to him picking that final pass. Yeah. And by the end of the game, like Liverpool really came to rue that because they could have been 3-0 up at halftime, yeah. but instead it was 1-0. And that was where it kind of fell down for them and Wanyama got that one goal and instead of it being a consolation it was the equaliser yeah. got them back in and the second half yeah Liverpool really really struggled I, I don't know if it was a like a fitness thing like they run out of energy because they gave Spurs no time or space whatsoever in the first half and that was what led to them creating so many chances but yeah they just really seemed off the boil comparatively in that half and then it all kicked off after that. Oh. That was when it went crazy, right? Like, the linesman is a Spurs fan, right? <laughs> That's all I have to, to there bring to this conversation. There are too many other explanations for what was going on there. Oh. It's... I don't understand. So, yeah, the, the first one was very curious. And I, I thought it was offside because, to me, it makes logical sense, right? If you're standing behind all of the defenders... Yeah. And the ball is passed. The ball is passed you. in your general direction, yeah. and then a defender falls over, kicking it. They're trying to stop it going through to you yeah. behind. Yeah. Because if you're not behind them, then they don't not, need to get yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah. So how that makes logical sense that he's not offside in that scenario is baffling to me. Yeah. And then the guy on match of the day, the guy who's presenting it, read out the the oh, official yeah. law. 
And the law is stupid. <laughs> it's like if the defender touches it, that player behind him is not active. But yeah. the reason that player decided to touch it is because because of the danger behind you. Yeah. I couldn't so, believe I was sitting there agreeing with Jermaine Jean. And I, I can understand it, like it, in some scenarios, right? So if if I'm a Liverpool player, I have mm. it in midfield. I pass it back to my defender, Kane standing behind yeah. my defender. I've passed that to my own teammate yeah, and he yeah. screwed and up. Then, yeah, yeah, yes. But I yes. think it's different when a teammate of the, the Spurs player, the opposition... Yeah, is passing, is passing it, it to yeah. Kane and he is already behind. Yeah, so I agree. That, was, that was kind of strange to me, but, you know, the penalty was given. Uh, a debate over whether there was a, a touch on Kane as well. It, it was a bit of a dive for me. It was one of those where it wasn't the most egregious, but... It was still a dive, in my opinion, and they were they were a little bit lucky there. Kane missed it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Carius, all of a sudden, we're looking at him being like, oh, man can save penalties. Yeah, 4.8 millions, what a guy. It's, it's pretty encouraging, to be honest. And, and I mean, if you look at the way he played as well, like, they were on for a clean sheet for most of the game, and yeah. he ended up being beaten by... I mean, there is an argument that he, he should have done better for the Wanyama goal that... He, he was the one who essentially punched it out to Wanyama. Right. But then how often do you expect yeah. someone to hit, hit it, it like, like that? that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, so it all went a bit crazy from here. Kane missed the penalty and Liverpool go down the other end and score. Yes. Uh, with a, a bit of a wonder goal from Salah. At that point, I'm tearing my hair out because I'm like, fuck, I still don't have him. How am I going to live? How am I going to yeah. do this? Do I need to fucking get him back in right away? I do not know. Uh, I was kind of furious and then Liverpool think they won it and back down the other end and there's another penalty for the most innocuous like weird foul I've ever seen oh that was stupid and like I hate Van Dijk so 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 much but like (laughs) so you hate him even more after that no not at all I don't think it was his fault oh right yeah I thought you'd just attach the blame to him, even no, though it wasn't. No, no. That's the thing, is that it... From, I saw an angle from where the linesman was standing, and it did actually look a bit more of a foul like, right. from his direction. So I could understand why he gave it. But, but also, the linesman penalty. isn't the referee. Yeah. You're not in charge it's, it's, here. Who do you think The you referee are? has the final call, but the linesman can, if he has a better angle, he can make... He's over there, waving his flag. <laughs> Shut up. Sit down. But, you know, there's something to the conspiracy. Maybe he is a Spurs fan. Kane steps up again, which actually, from a footballing perspective, I admired. I was like... From an England perspective, I was like, yeah, my boy is doing it. But also from a fantasy team perspective, because yeah. I will take the four points. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, but most most everyone has Kane, so it kind of didn't yeah. really make much difference. No. Uh, quick word on Carrius. Genuine option now at 4.8, as you mentioned earlier. He's nailed for now. Klopp has said as much. And their upcoming run of fixtures, they play Southampton away, West Ham home, Newcastle at home. Man United away and then Watford at home. Four of those five look very appealing. Yeah. And if the man can save penalties, I mean, you don't expect him to save everyone, but yeah. he kind of looks like a genuine option because I think that Liverpool's defence has been nowhere near as bad as, as people have been making it out to be, yeah. especially at home. And they do have three home games against fairly decent teams yeah. in that run. And then after that, they only face one of the top six for the, the, the entire rest, rest of the, the season, season, and that's Chelsea away. So, mm. could be could be a keeper. Yeah. Um, Literally. Do you, have, do you have other... <laughs> could be a keeper. Oh, God. Do you have anything else on this? Uh... No, I've already moved on. So, there's one thing. Firmino ban could be incoming. Oh, really? Uh, admittedly, this is reported by The Sun. But apparently, yeah, the investigation is... Ongoing. Ongoing and probably going to be announced, uh, the verdict, sometime this week. I don't trust The Sun, but I'd say, like... You know, save your, save your transfers as always, but particularly if you have Firmino, could be one that, you know, you could end up facing a eight-game ban or something. Yeah. And another quick shout for Alderweireld, who's dropped to 5.8 and is going to be returning soon. Spurs also have a very kind run from Game Week 28. Uh, Palace, Huddersfield, Bournemouth, Newcastle and Chelsea for mm. their, their next five okay. from then. So he is a banker for me. Yeah. All right. West Brom Southampton. Yeah. That's two three in favour of the South the Southeast. <laughs> yeah. Um so I'm struggling to decide if any of these players are actually worth owning. Yeah. So I'm looking at set piece taker differentials. Okay. Um 
I say differentials, but I'm I'm just looking at Ward. You're looking at one boy. Yeah. <laughs> because I know you're not looking at Chris Brunt. No. Um, and there was a he hasn't been starting every game, Chris Brunt. Probably not. I mean, he's he's so far off your radar. I think. Yeah. At this point. James Ward-Prowse is now five point one millions, three goals and two assists in the last four Premier League games. Yeah, he's on really hot form at the moment. Yeah, and takes all the all the good set pieces. Does a does a little free kick here. Did you see the little argument with him and Buffal? Yes. Oh my God, Buffal sit down. Why does Buffal think he's the best player of all time? He's like a, literally, who does he think he's he is? Very not arrogant, but very like I'd cocksure. Go, isn't I'd go it? as far as arrogant. Is yeah, I'd say more petulant than arrogant. Maybe like that behaviour is sort of very childish. Yeah. And then, um, and then to be the first one to run over to Warprouse after he scored the free kick, being like, oh, See, well done. That won me like, back, to be fair. I was kind of like, that was a dick move, like what you did. And then when I saw him go over and celebrate, I was like, ah, oh, bless him. But then he should have just, nice. like, I don't understand why everything has to be with Val's way yeah. all the time. Like, yeah. you're not even that, like, yeah, you can do football, but are you really that good? Yeah, well, he isn't. His numbers suggest that he isn't. Like, oh. he, he tries, but he... He doesn't come up with the goods more often than not. Quite. Right, so the thing the thing is, right, Southampton are a very strange team. In the next two, they face Liverpool and Burnley. Uh, and also Stoke after that. He, God knows what will happen there. But the the thing with Ward-Prowse is he can be a risk because he doesn't, he doesn't seem to start all the time. Like, he goes through these little purple patches where I'll have two or three games. He'll score a set piece. He'll mm. be great. And then they'll drop to the bench for some like unknown reason for six games, and you're like, "Why are you doing this?" Yeah. Like he always has a run in the team where he really performs, and he seems to be stuck in this limbo. You're kind of in danger of missing out on all the good stuff, mm. and especially with Liverpool and Burnley up next. Yeah. Like, I can't expect him to get much from those. No, um, Stevens is another one. Who yeah. Is three three goals in three games, right? Yeah, three games in <laughs> uh, in all competitions. Two in yeah, the yeah. league and one in whatever cup it was. Yeah. Um, a defender though, so you're not counting on him for. Well, that's the thing. They've also sheets. conceded in their their previous two fixtures in the yeah. Premier League, so that's kind of an issue. Yeah. Because he's not going to continue scoring a goal a game, is it? But only four point five. Hmm. So if you have got some dead weight like Ogbonna sitting yeah. in your team. Yeah, admittedly, I don't know enough about Southampton, but it seems that Yoshida's dropped dropped to the bench I'd permanently. Forgot, forgotten about Yoshida. Yeah, it looks like Hoot and this guy Steven. Oh, I'm so here for Hoot. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think he's fun. It's I think he's a really because that sweet name. Uh, yeah, those two seem to be the the nailed on starters, but I think Hoot is the one that will not be removed. Right. Um, uh, but I can't, you know, I can't recommend Southampton defenders. We, we've been banned by that already this season. Yeah. Why will it change? Uh, I did want to give a quick shout out to Sturridge. He's way, way out of the price range he'd won at 7.9. But he did look decent both in midweek and against Southampton. But also, they actually have a pretty nice run of fixtures for the next sort of five or six. Uh, they face Huddersfield. Sorry, this is from Gaming 28. So not next week, but the week after. Uh-huh. Uh, Huddersfield, Watford, Leicester, Bournemouth, Burnley and Swansea if they can pick up some decent form like maybe there are attacking returns in that team mm. or maybe if you want a, uh, their defenders are just slightly too highly priced I think like Higazi is the only one at 4.6 yeah I think he's 4.6 yeah all the others are like 5.0 upwards and it's kind of hard to, to justify those Burnley face Man City and this is a there, there are two outstanding players in this game for me. I'll let you. you well, go I was first. just going to say that this was the <laughs> this was the result I said to you that I didn't want. Yeah. It was Man City one 0 up, and I was like, right, anything apart from a one one would be yeah. good. And so I messaged you at half time, being like, oh, this this good Bunsen guy, he's looking sick <laughs> or something. I can't yeah. remember what I said, but I was like, he's a really good player. Yeah. Um, and then he went on and freaking scored the equaliser, yeah. which was very very exciting. And when you got Gundogan in. The other, the other week. Yeah. So the I whole time, I thought you'd got good ones. Yeah. No, so... And I just, in my head, like, I didn't think you had. Yeah. But in my head, I couldn't work out which one was which, and I was like, oh, you've got this man. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, I've got no. Gundogan, who also could have scored in this game. Mm. But the two outstanding performances for me in this game were Nick Pope. Yes. And Ben Mee. Uh, first off, Nick Pope, obviously, penalty save in midweek, mm. and in this game... 
he pretty much looks unbeatable. I mean, Danilo's goal was just a much like the Wanyama shot. Yeah. Yeah, I think Pope after that just played so, so well. Like, he made a, a double save from Aguero at one point. Yeah. Which was really... Oh, no, sorry. It was, it was De Bruyne and then Aguero oh, yeah, was yeah, the yeah. follow-up. You're right. And he just looked excellent. Like, nothing was going to get past him. And uh, Ben Mee also in defence. But also, him going forward. Like, he had a, a really good chance with his left foot. Uh, Edison made a really good save yeah. after he volleyed it, volleyed it. And then he also had a chance from a corner a bit later where he almost held it in. And a while ago, you said that Ben Mee was good up yeah. there. And I was like, no, I haven't seen it, mate. Don't believe you. Yeah, he's... He's now, kind of getting into those positions. Now I believe. I don't, I don't know if he's going to do it every game, but I think if you look at Burnley's fixtures from, from here on in, like if you've held onto them, which you should have through this, this yeah. period, it gets a lot brighter for them. They're yeah. facing a lot of teams who are not so good on the goal-scoring front and also not so good on the defending front. front. So they have Swansea up next, which is... I think Swansea are looking at very... I mean, I said this on the last podcast as well, but they're looking really, really strong now. Uh, but then they face Southampton and Everton and West Ham, three teams in disarray. Uh, then they have Chelsea, who arguably are in a bit of disarray <laughs> yeah. at the moment as well. Well, I mean, it is Monday, so we'll find out soon how they actually perform tonight. Yeah. Seeing how they defend against those sort of middling teams, uh, I think they're must-haves uh, from a defensive point of view. Yeah. And Goodmanson at, what, five point? Just five. He is just five point oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the trouble with them is they don't score enough. Yeah. But he, he looks so good. He's kind of hard to recommend unless you just want a fifth that you're not going to play very often. Uh, but yeah, Burnley very good in this game. Man City, Sterling on the other hand. Sterling was so bad. I couldn't believe... Like, I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Yeah, you can't... People were really harsh on him for this. But, like, he was not good. He was not... <sighs> He was not good in the sense that his his finishing was very off. Yeah. Um. He it was that one chance in particular, wasn't it? Where it was an open goal, yeah. two yards, and he puts it wide. It wasn't his day essentially, no. and no matter what he tried, he he kept screwing it up, and Pep ended up hooking him at about sixty minutes. But he did get the clean sheet point. He like, did get the clean sheet point that, that no one else in midfield did. <laughs> that was so the glorious bit about it. That was it, and I I think you know you. You can't be thinking like, oh, I need to hook Sterling now because they they have good fixtures coming up for the most part and he's just been so consistently good. And he plays every game. Yeah. He's been so consistently good this season. Unless he gets injured or he gets sent off, there's there's no reason to think about getting rid of this guy. Yeah. I thought Aguero in particular was quite poor. Um, And Kevin De Bruyne has also been talking about about them being tired. So they've been given the, the next three days off by Pep. Uh, essentially, uh, I think he sensed they were becoming a bit fatigued, like right. mentally and physically. So they've been given three days off, and for the first time since November, they've got a full week off um, without playing a fixture. Okay. So maybe Man City will be, you know, they face Leicester next. Maybe they'll be a bit better next week. Okay, so we had Leicester Swansea. Yes. A nice one-one, exciting. Yeah. I mean, this is I'm kind of digging Swansea. They're one of my hype teams at the moment. Like they keep, they keep coming up with results, and it's, um, it's really good. Yeah. Do you want any of the players in your team though? Well, yes, I do. Do you want Mawson? Because that's who I got in this week. So ten point Fernandez. He's the one I'm looking at. Poz, he's four point four, and the I mean Mawson is an equally good option. Mm. Like I, I think the fact that he scored this weekend doesn't mean it's not going to be Mawson next time. Yeah. But just the fact that he's a bit cheaper and he seems to be, he seems to be nailed on since uh, Carvalho's come in, with him playing the the sort of three at the back with uh, Fernandez, Matey Boy, Mawson. Mm-hmm. Who's the other one? I've no idea. I can't even. I... Oh, Van der Hom. So yeah, they've been playing this like three at the back system and it's really working for them. They have really really strong fixtures going into the end of the season. Uh, coming up next, they have Burnley, then Brighton, then West Ham, then Huddersfield, then Southampton. Yeah. Again, another team coming up against a lot of those who aren't particularly high scoring. Yeah. And showing that they have a much more more solid defence. So I, I do like the look of Fernandez. Obviously, last week it was all about Mares being the hype boy. Yeah. And now he's not so much. I mean, what can we even say about him? Like, I don't like... He reports coming out that he's depressed... 
Oh, aren't we all? Oh my God. Imagine being a footballer on that much money, yeah. being literally able to do what you want. Like you literally just haven't turned up to work. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I absolutely know. Normal people can't just not turn up yeah. to work. Yeah, yeah. Like normal people have to just get on with their depressed life. Yeah. Be sad and still have to work their shitty job. And get paid less for it. The level I do sympathise with him on though is the way that Man City approached it. Like coming in on the last day of deadline mm. uh, of transfer deadline, the last day of the transfer window is what I'm trying to say there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that was kind of out of order because they knew Sane was injured. Mm. If they wanted to get a replacement for Sane, do it six days earlier. Don't leave Leicester in the lurch where they have yeah. no time to replace someone, and don't do it to Mares because Mares really tried to force it through, and now they've destabilized him and and kind of screwed over Leicester mm. so I felt quite bad for them but Vardy did still manage to get on the score sheet yeah if Firmino does get his ban I think Vardy's a nice alternative yeah. like similar price range a he bit scored cheaper. in his last three hasn't yeah. he three goals in as really many consistent and Leicester all the way to the end of the season like really good fixtures yeah. and especially if you're not like I probably wouldn't have both Mares and Vardy in. No, no. So I think if you don't have Mares, or yeah. if now you've got rid of Mares and getting someone else in, then if you have Firmino as well, just to switch out yeah. of those two. If Firmino does get a ban, then... The only thing I wonder about is how much his input is affected by a lack of Mares. Well, we'll soon find like, out. Like, does, does uh, Leicester's attack suffer for that, or is it just as good? I don't know. Do you want to talk about Diabate? Yeah, so Diabate, uh, it's a quick one. It's like, what is he? Super five, cheap. Five million forward. Five million forward. Oh, I didn't realise he was a forward. I so didn't realise he was a forward either. He looks like he's going to be playing in the in the absence of Mares, however long that may be. Uh, I, I suspect that Mares will come back within a couple of weeks right. and he'll probably be crap. Who can know? Yeah. But, I don't know, like, once he's got his head back in it, he'll probably start picking up form again. But Diabate at the moment could be a, a nice little replacement for him. They've just signed him from, was it AJ Ajaxio, I think is how you say it? Or Ajax, Ajaxio? Ajaxio. I don't know anything about Europe. Um, so French second division team, and he scored two on his debut in the FA Cup. So he could be a potential option if you're uh, looking for a mental one. I don't imagine too many people are going to go no, for him just I yet. No, I think it's the, the fact that he's a forward as well yeah. makes it trickier well he is if you're in a situation like me where you've still got Abraham <laughs> sitting in there then you could always do uh, why haven't you just got are you because I'd have to like burn transfer points like um. I've been fixing other things <laughs> I mean we'll, we'll do a quick round off of my team because it's been mental for the past few weeks but we'll do that at the end uh, Bournemouth played Stoke and they won 2-1 great stuff from Ibe Continues yeah. to do the business. Uh, three assists to one goal in the last five Premier League games. Yeah. 4.9 millions. Yeah, very, very cheap. Okay. Uh, he's just gone up because, yeah, he's yeah. 4.8 last I'd week. So, uh, he, he's been very consistent recently. Actually, their most consistent player, well, I think. Bournemouth have been very consistent. Yeah. Uh, unbeaten in seven Premier League games now. Oh, damn. And if you'd told me that before Christmas, I would have been like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Here so, I actually are. fancied Stoke for this game and they did go a goal up. Yeah. And it looked like they were fine. And then all of a sudden, freaking matey boys came in and, and ruined the show. Uh, no, so Shakiri. Yeah. He got the goal in this. He, I think he has a really, really nice sort of shot before he scored the goal yes. as well. And then uh, to see him scoring with his head from like the edge of the box was quite a surprise. Yeah. And I think he's, you know, continues to, to look like he's getting back into that form that we saw earlier in the season. Mm. He'd be a guy that I'd be getting in this week probably if it wasn't for the fact that I've already made some transfers that so Bournemouth King back in the uh, back in the goals yeah. but from the bench and I, I kind of can't understand what's gone on with him like why he's why he's such a bit part player now after last season I've no idea but Josh King hasn't even been making it into the first team I it's guess it's kind of baffling I feel like there's quite a lot of rotation in that Bournemouth squad anyway yeah yeah they do switch up a fair bit uh, who got the other goal for Bournemouth Moussey Oh, Musa, yeah, he got his first first goal for Bournemouth, finally. Which is crazy, because he's been there for like two seasons now. <laughs> I have no idea who he Lise is. Lise Musa. Uh, yeah, but not one not one that you'd really want in your team. What are your thoughts on Bournemouth in general? Like, 
Where is the value in Bournemouth? I don't know. I had, like I genuinely hadn't realised that they'd gone seven Premier League games unbeaten. Yeah. I had no idea. I think it's because they haven't really been keeping clean sheets and they haven't really had any standout goal scorers. Like, yeah. Wilson is the closest thing they've had to... Wilson and Ibe, I guess. Mm. But Ibe hasn't been scoring goals. He's been picking up the odd assist here and yeah. there. Yeah. I guess it's a bit like Burnley in a way where they share the... Yeah. It's around a lot. Yeah. I still think that Wilson is a good yeah. option if you have that money to put up front. Yeah, 5'7", like, isn't he? I thought he was far more... Oh, sorry, 5'9". Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought he was far more than that. He's... Well, now this has me questioning uh, yeah, Ben Murray. It's a tough one. Because why would I want Glenn Murray when I can have Callum Wilson? I, I guess. It's only point two more. There's an interesting shout for him there. And I think a lot of people have been taking that plunge. Obviously, he didn't do anything this weekend. You can't do something every weekend. But they do have a decent little run. I just don't know what to make of Bournemouth, really. Like, they they are on good form, undeniably. I guess that's that's that. <sighs> but yeah, you can't, you can't necessarily expect him to score every week. I guess if you go in with that mindset and you're just riding it out and keeping him, then yeah. fair play. Uh, Stoke, I think they're still performing quite well. I don't, I don't think they look terrible in this game. I don't think they... No. It could have gone either way, essentially. Yep. Crystal Palace, Newcastle, so the whole thing. Uh, shout out to Jack from last week, because his Benteke prophecy seems to have come true. What like, did he say? The guy... Well, basically, he said that he's given up on scoring goals. Oh, he's just going to do assist just now. assisting. Wow. And, I Here mean, to be fair, in midweek, he Benteke scores. did score a goal. But he went back to his assisting ways this week with yeah. a... Slightly dubious penalty. I don't think it yeah. should have been. No, this is it. Look, these linesmen over There's here waving their flags. Yeah. Can you just calm down? <laughs> it was. It was genuinely ludicrous. Like, yeah, it was one of those where if you gave them every time it happened, there would be a hundred penalties in a game, right? Sure. Because it was like the most subtle sort of like shirt pulling, but didn't really impede him too much. Benteke wasn't even appealing for it. Yeah, he just got it. And it felt kind of weird for it to be given because he wasn't even that close to the ball. Mm. But it happened. Mm. And uh, Milovojevic, he stepped up. I brought him in. He's doing what I'm paying him to do. Ten points. Like, all I want him to do is score penalties. Like, that's literally yeah. the only reason I have him in my team. Yeah. I don't have him in my team to get a goal every week, get an yeah. assist every week. And to be honest, he was very lucky in this one because it was not a good penalty. <laughs> and the keeper got a touch to it and really should have kept it out but it just kind of went through his hands and it like went under him into the goal oh, so it's um, lucky for Darlow two weeks in a row or two games yeah, in a row yeah I think he's probably just not that good a goalkeeper overall mm. and that's why they signed is he a new better guy. than oh his name is Dubravka I expect him to probably replace Carl Darlow this week okay maybe. because Darlow has replaced Elliot right yeah and Elliot's Elliot's AWOL yeah do you want to shout out Ben Teke? Because we've been speaking ill of him. He's returned in his last five games. So he's had an assist in four of the last five and a goal in one of the last five. Okay. That's insane. But do you want him in your team? No, I don't. He's too expensive at 7.6. But <laughs> we were we were disparaging him. I just want to give him his due, right? Like, okay. The guy has been consistent. He's like, I think he's number... He's even number six or seven for in the form table for strikers. So... Take that. Uh, Van Aanholt in this game. He was amazing. And I think at 5.1 with Palace, if they can kind of start racking up the clean sheets again, I think he's going to be a really good option. Because in this game, he was getting forward so much. Him and Zaha down the left-hand side. They're constantly linking up. Zaha kept putting him through. Put a load of good crosses. Was really unlucky not to come away with an assist, to be honest. And he even got a bonus point, despite being a, a defender on the drawing... Yeah. And conceding side so shout out to that boy he was he was brilliant if he keeps his place in the team you can probably get a bit of better value from Sacco at right. 4.7 yeah who was actually one of my transfers I made but no I, I think he could be a good shout in the uh, sort of coming sort of six six seven weeks or so okay Man United Huddersfield last but certainly also least I've because got, it was not good I've got nothing other than I think Sanchez Nothing about him warrants the price of yeah. 11.8 million. I thought he, he made an eye-catching display from a highlight reel perspective. Also, I'd like to highlight that this was the 
third game in a week yeah where a keeper has saved a penalty <laughs> Lassell oh. oh how good are you I didn't think he had it in him yeah I didn't and there he is shook I, I just felt so bad for him that he saved it and then yeah. little freaking Sanchez. But, so it's sad for him in real life, but think about the fantasy aspect. Yeah. Glorious. Uh, yeah, he got he got plenty of points. This was a very disappointing game because I kind of expected Man United to at least get three in this. And the fact that they relied on a penalty and... Yeah. Who's the other goal? Lukaku. Lukaku's goal was good. Uh, it was a very typical sort of striker's goal. Uh, good cross from Mata. But they were pretty pedestrian going forward. And I was very disappointed to see Martial drop to the bench for this one. Because he was one of my, my main boys. Uh, I mean, Lingard looked okay again. He, he had chances. He, right from, uh, right from the beginning, he, he kind of went through on goal and, and Lassell kept him out. Still think I'm going to hold on to him. But I'm going to need... I mean, maybe we should just do my advice shop right here. Go on. Because my team is in a, in a funny, funny old state at the moment. I think it's been in a funny state for a little while. Well... And you've just been trying to pass it off. Okay, so if we go back... If we go back when I was flying high, still in the cup, a couple of weeks ago... Oh. <laughs> back. So I decided, with all this... And it was Mares. Mares was a catalyst, right? So I had Mares and Loftus-Cheek. Uh-huh. And I was like, I need to solve this Loftus cheap problem at some point, and I'm gonna get rid of Mares. I was like, what do I want to do? I was like, well, this Martial guy, he's been on really hot form, and I know they've just signed Sanchez, but I I back him to kind of keep it up a little bit. Uh-huh. And you know, maybe Gundogan's gonna start seeing seeing some time on the pitch with Sane <laughs> out now. So I have the worst freaking week ever. I could have gone through if I hadn't captain Martial. Yeah. in the cup which is very annoying uh, and it actually to be fair I also had to not take the minus four for, for Gundogan who got me one point mm. uh, <laughs> so that, that was very disappointing and I, I walked away with a, a solid 43 points minus four out of the cup sad time so I'm like damn boys we've got some real problems here we're going to need to take a minus eight and this actually wasn't the worst move ever because I did get Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang in. Yeah. And Captain Aubameyang. So 12 points from Aubameyang. The minus eight, though, it was Sacco. It was the third player that I'd, I'd brought in. He didn't start. And I, t- I knew I'd taken a punt, another yeah. punt, on a player that might not start. So I have Gundogan, Martial, Lingard and Sacco. Four players who might not have started. And also now Alonso, who hasn't, isn't even so in the squad. So who's coming in for Alonso? Uh, one point with Bonner. So, if I'd kept in Mkhitaryan, actually this wouldn't have been so terrible. But I could have just kept... I'd, I could have just kept me in. Yeah. And got the one, took the one point and done Sacco yeah. this week. The, the thing is, right, I think Gundogan is probably in with a shout to start because it looks like Silva's going to be out injured for a little while. Well. But now I'm looking at it and I'm like, I've got 3-5-2. I've got Sacco. Fortunately, he came in because... Matey boy from, from Palace got injured. I think it was Kelly. Got like a hamstring injury. Right. So I think Sacco will play the next game. Right. Got Ben Mee and Nick Pope against Swansea. That's all good, right? Yeah. Got Lonzo against West Brom. That would be good if he isn't like ill or dead or injured or whatever. Yeah. Then my midfield five is Gundogan, Mkhitaryan, Sterling, Lingard, Martial. And it's like, sheed. What if they don't all play? <laughs> and then Kane Aubameyang up front. So, I have Mustafi on the bench, who can come in, who can deputise, who I was meant to get rid of, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. And then Ogbonna and Abraham still sitting there. And I'm like, do I just... Well, you know Ogbonna's going to play, though. Yeah. That is that is the thing. And I guess just... Watford, that's not a bad shout. Yeah. Like, it's not awful. But I just don't trust them against anyone. That's Well, no, but, like... And that's kind of served me well the last few weeks when I've been thinking West Ham is still going to concede. The problem is I haven't had enough players actually playing 90 minutes yeah. to make it work. So essentially, I'm, I played a Hail Mary. It backfired slightly, but I'm sticking with Gundogan. I'm sticking with Lingard and Martial because I do feel like this fixture against Newcastle, they can get something. But where do I go from there? Like, I, I feel like I need to I need to ride this out and bank the, tra- bank the extra transfer. 
And yeah, I feel like it's time to just just bring it Chat. back down to earth, right? Yeah, for real. And uh, that's that makes sense, right, to you? Okay. Yes. I just kind of had to bounce that off someone else, and I've got Aubameyang captained for a second week running against against Spurs. Spurs. I don't know who I'm gonna. I don't want to captain Salah again. Like I hate just mm. captaining Salah every week. It's so boring. It is, yeah. And I was really close to just captaining Milivojevic over the weekend, mm. and then bottled it. I could take a minus four to get Salah back in for this week. I could do it. Um, Alonso, I was going to downgrade to Alderweireld anyway. I was going to keep him for the West Brom game, and then I was going to downgrade because their fixtures kind of get a bit bad yeah. after that. I think Martial is the one that's going to go out for Salah. Yeah. I could do a minus four and get Salah in this week, and then at least my woes are, you know, gone. Or I could hold out for Martial, who's a guy I took a punt on, Give him yeah, one more week. Yeah. That's that's the logical thing, isn't it? Yes. Like, why would I throw him away when they've got Newcastle? Even if he comes off the bench, he could still score. Yeah. Uh, it's just that Liverpool fixture against Southampton that I'm looking at, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, but still. To take another minus four would just be be too too impulsive, I think. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't do it. All right, cool. I still haven't taken a points hit this season. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I'll bank my transfer. Cool. Thank you for that. That's okay. Any, uh, any adv- advice required for you? <laughs> No, I'm going to get rid of Mahrez for this weekend. Yeah. Definitely. Probably get Mkhitaryan and just be done with it. Like, money isn't an issue for me. Yeah. Especially now I've decided that I'm not having a Chelsea defender anymore. Yeah. I don't need to worry Which about it. Which absolutely makes sense as well if you look at the fixtures coming up. Like, they, they kind of get to Man United, Man City, Palace, Burnley, Spurs. Which is an ugly, ugly run. Palace is the only one there that you'd look at and be like, oh, it's a green green guy. But they lost to Palace 1-0 earlier in the season. Um, and Giroud was started on the bench. Yes, which I was very surprised about. I thought uh, he would absolutely start today. Like, look, Chelsea, you've got rid of Batsway, your best player. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> Two goals and an assist on his debut like, for Dortmund. Come on. Yeah, we do. it's unbelievable, right? So, random question. Not that random. But what are your thoughts on... Aubameyang overall do you think he's he's a guy that you'll be interested in getting in I've seen him play one game Dan just on your, on your thoughts and the goal he did was offside are you not are you not overreacting so, to the hype no so we'll see how it goes but should we do a little clean sheet cuppo yeah I'd like to uh, there occur a couple things actually yeah. um, I'd like to shout out to Chris Cummings I don't know if he ever listens yeah. But he was ready to give up on everything fantasy on the 1st of January. Yeah, he was like, miserable, wasn't he? He was literally throwing the towel in. And he's had an excellent last few game weeks. Yeah. So well done, Chris. I'm really proud of you for sticking with it. I don't know if you've actually done anything with him. You must have done <laughs> I think he's made like yeah. one transfer. No, he made two transfers into this game week. So good on All you. Right. A couple of other things also. I don't know when you wanted to mention your bit. Okay. But um, beware this midweek uh, Spurs, Huddersfield and Swansea all play Wednesday Yeah, so night? Tuesday and Wednesday midweek um, FA Cup replays, right? Correct. So just be careful there. I don't know who will Another play. good reason to leave your, your transfers yeah. late. I mean, I assume Spurs will put out like... A I think Kane will play again. Yeah, Kane will play and then it will be just be like a, a second string of lads. Yeah, but second I assume, string with some first team boys in there. I assume Hudders and Swansea will put out like first teams. Yeah, I can't imagine why they wouldn't. More or less, anyway. Yeah. Maybe you'll get, with Swansea, like a few of the, the new boys, like other AU, brother AU. Oh, yeah. Andre. Um, and did you want to say anything? When do you want to talk about your blank Yeah, game? so actually this this uh, blank game week, week scenario. So, um, what is it? Week 31. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a blank game week coming. Basically, there are four teams that are definitely going to play. There's Liverpool, Stoke, Everton and Watford. Why? Because they're not in the FA Cup. Right. So, like because neither of those... It's like two fixtures. Yes. And none of those exactly. four teams are in the FA Cup. Exactly. And there are some likely contenders right. who, who will be playing that game week. And it's uh, the Bournemouth versus West Brom match and also the Huddersfield versus Crystal Palace match. So you it's basically based on them you having... You expect Huddersfield to lose yes. this replay. It, exactly. So that, Sorry, not the replay. The um, the next round. Oh, okay. I see. So not So not you expect them to get through the replay yeah. and then lose in the fifth round. Is that right? The, ne- the FA Cup fifth round is yeah. next weekend. Yeah. All right. 
Um, okay, clean sheet cut Sorry. time. Yeah, so Jack, unfortunately, Jack went for his two nil nils. Yeah. This week, absolutely impossible with only like one clean sheet all game week. <laughs> there was one nil nil though. Uh, and it was in the Stoke Watford game. Yeah, and Jack went for Newcastle Burnley, which was one one. Yeah. So that was a shame. He tried his best. Yeah, he got the right result, not the right score. Um, we got a point each over the last two game weeks. Nailed it. So that's fine, isn't it? That's not bad. What are we gonna say for this week, though? Uh, you go first because we haven't even talked about fixtures. Yeah, we'll we'll mix that in. Uh, clean sheet cup hype. I am going to say. Hmm. Who looks like a shoe in? These fixtures aren't nice. Okay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Liverpool. I'm gonna say Carius is gonna keep the uh, the South South boys out. Okay. Oh, sorry. My head was telling me Man United, but my heart says Liverpool. Because um... Man United seems like the obvious one there against Newcastle with freaking Hosselu up front. Oh, <laughs> he's doing his best, isn't he, Hosselu? Chelsea West Brom looks like a good one as well. I quite like Swansea. <gasps> yeah, Swansea Burnley. For a nil nil. Yeah, that that one to me looks like it's going to be or, 1-0 or 0-0. I'm doing it. I'll have a Swansea Burnley 0-0, please. That'd be a pretty tasty result, actually. Wouldn't it? I can't believe. <laughs> okay, these fixtures for the weekend. Yeah. Lunchtime kickoff on Saturday is Spurs Arsenal. Hey, Nat, guess what this match is? It's a derby! Yeah, it is actually. A North a, London derby. Yeah, but it's actually a derby. Yeah. This is not like Everton Crystal Palace like yeah. being like an England derby. Because I know that's what someone's going to call it. Um, okay, I'm going for an Arsenal win. Beat earlier in the season 2-0. Uh, I think it's going to be a surprise. Spurs were awful against Liverpool for the most part. Mm. Uh, needed a wonder goal and penalties to save them. And I just think Arsenal have a new lease of life at Let's the moment. just hope that there are no crazy linesmen. <laughs> Unless they're in favour of the, the Arsenal boys. But yeah, I think that Aubameyang, Mkhitaryan, those signings have made a real difference. Yeah. Our record at Wembley as well is amazing. We've won like the last seven games we've played there. Obviously a lot of like cup finals, cup right. semi-finals. Yeah. And, and the teams we've beaten have been like Chelsea, uh, Man City. I think there's like three that are all Chelsea. Okay. But yeah. Great run, so I'm going Arsenal for this. Okay, um, what else is there here that's good? Stoke Brighton might be nice. Yeah. Like, Brighton are away from home, so and that doesn't always work for them. Yeah, I reckon but, Stoke will win this. But I'm hopeful that Brighton will do something. Uh, Swansea Burnley, there we go, 0-0, nil, nil. lovely time. Everyone's <laughs> a winner. Swansea Burnley. West Ham Watford, a W derby. Yeah, that is that is a W derby, you're quite right. Um, but who knows, who cares? WH Derby. The uh, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that is an ugly game, isn't it? God damn, why does that have to happen? Like, this, those four three o'clock fixtures are all unaccumulatable. Yeah. I pro- I'll do it anyway. Of course I definitely you will. will. But, but the problem is that Swansea Burnley one that's really hard to call. No, it's a nil-nil. I've just told you. And then the 5.30 is Man City Leicester. Which sounds like an exciting game, right? That's going to be hype. Could be lots of running. Yeah, I'd like to think so. We'll see. Do do we do we think Sterling is gonna prove his doubt was wrong? I'd hope so. Be like, boys, I've got this. Yeah, watch me I'd score. Hope so. Leicester hasn't been that great defensively, have they? They had a. So this was something I wanted with, to mention actually. Three games with clean sheets, but three clean sheets in a row. Uh, everyone brought Maguire in. Two games without a clean sheet. Boom. <laughs> Smashed Love it. it. Smashed it. I, d- I do think those three clean sheets were more of an anomaly than Leicester yeah. being strong defensively because they're really not. We could definitely see, see Leicester scoring a few. So we could we could end up with a tasty 3-2 here. Sunday, uh, lunchtime kickoff is Huddersfield-Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, so I guess Bournemouth will win that because Bournemouth had seven Premier League games unbeaten. Yeah, but Hudders home. Yeah, I don't think Obviously it, means... it hasn't worked out for them so much recently. I don't recently, think it means but... much anymore, which is a shame. Yeah. But... I have to be, have to kind of check my inherent bias against Bournemouth here because I always assume they're going to lose these sorts of games. I thought they were going to lose to Stoke last week and they turned it around from yeah. a losing position. So yeah. I think, yeah, Bournemouth are the... You know, I could see a score draw here, like a 1-1 okay. or a 2-2. And Newcastle Man United... 
Well, I guess Man United will win, won't they? But Again, I don't think expect, it'll be. You'd expect a comfortable, like, something to nil for Man United. But I wouldn't put this down as being exciting or thrilling in any which way. No, that's the problem with Man United because you look at this and you think, oh, Man United, big club, great uh, attacking, exciting players, they're going to win 4 0. And then you watch Man United play and you're like, this is just Sanchez <laughs> running around the pitch. <laughs> Yeah. There is nothing happening here. Yeah. Realistically, I could see this being a 1 0. Yeah. And then Southampton, Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool again in that slot late on Sunday. Yeah. Southampton just come away with a, a good result. But against Liverpool, can they do it? No. Well, they I, are home. I wouldn't be surprised if they get like a goal or so, but I, you know. Yeah. I think they'll struggle. I, yeah. Earlier on in the season, I definitely would have said, you know, because uh, Southampton tend to give Liverpool a tough game and get a draw or a win but I just don't think their form is good enough and I think Liverpool are Salah's on fire he's not going to yeah. stop scoring no, for if sure. he scores this week I'm just going to cry I just can't <laughs> deal with it anymore like watching the points oh oh I'm okay I'm fine okay and I'm then Chelsea still. again on Monday uh, Monday evening why why are you doing this I don't know Chelsea West Brom I I could see West Brom winning, <laughs> honestly. Like at this at the right of Chelsea, we're just both going to check see if oh. Chelsea have scored. Bakayoko has been sent off for Chelsea. Glorious. Nice, that's good. Um, Bring Alonso on, get him in, fly Fab- him in. Fabregas is on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I. I mean, it's it's hard to say without seeing this Watford game as well. But we have this situation with Chelsea where it looks like they're kind of in a bit of trouble. You want to know something funny today? Go for it. I was looking at the Brighton fixtures and I was like, how many of the top six do they play in this yeah. in this rig now? And, and it's like, more than six. I was like, <laughs> Man City, Man United, Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool. Who's the sixth team? And I had to look at the Premier League table and be like, And this is the one oh, that's in fourth. Chelsea! <laughs> I literally just couldn't. My yeah. brain did not. And also, uh, Brighton have played their two fixtures against Chelsea now, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, no, There's... I had no idea. I couldn't work it out. Okay, let's, uh, End the podcast. let's round this off, because we're running well late on this Thanks break. so much for listening to our podcast, everybody. Um, if you did enjoy this podcast, you can most certainly rate us on the old Apple Podcasts. You can. App. You can also subscribe. Yeah. And also, if you want to rate us, you just can press the star button. Like, you press the review but then you just press the number of stars and yes. then you press like submit or save or whatever yeah. and then it's over and you don't have it's to do like, anything it's else. It's really easy, it's painless. It is genuinely painless. It's literally less effort than like, I don't know, getting out of bed in the morning. So you may as well do it. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. Please, at the Denalysis. Sometimes we tweet, sometimes we don't. But And what I really want to see is some sweet emails coming in. Oh, Just yeah. one email. No one's lot. emailed us in a while. Yeah, it's, it's quite upsetting. I just... Well, you can to... email us at hello at thedanalysis.com if yeah. you feel so inclined. Yeah, please do. Uh, tweet at us, do whatever. And until... Oh, we're not going to be back next week, are we? No, we're going to have another week off. and we'll be, But we'll be back before the next game week. Yeah, this, game, this weekend will be 27. Yeah. And then... Then it's FA Cup fixtures the yeah. following weekend. So we'll be back between FA Cup fifth round and game week 28. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't want to give you loads of out-of-date information, essentially. Right. Like we did on the last one. Like we did on the last one. Yeah, which is great. Freaking transfer deadline ruined everything. Uh, but we hope you've enjoyed our t- time. We hope you've enjoyed your time with the uh, the analysis. And until that time when we come back in two weeks... Au revoir. (laughs) I can't believe someone lets you do a podcast. (laughs) Bye, everybody.